Hello, and we're going straight into it for today's Destination Tokyo. Guests today are two badminton players who are just back from a month in Bangkok, competing for the first time in ages. It is the number one ranked GB mixed doubles pair of Lauren Smith and Marcus Ellis. Hi, anyway. So last time we spoke, you were in a hotel room in Bangkok in a bubble and you'd only just arrived and it was a bit of a surprise to you, I think, the way you were, you, you were living those first few days. Yeah, it was. It was um, a lot more, I guess, locked down than we expected. Um, we knew that we'd arrive, have a COVID test and have to isolate until the result. But I think what we didn't realise is that, you know, even after that result, we'd still be getting tested every three days. All of meals would be in the room. Outside time would be almost zero. Um, and, you know, as the four weeks went on, things got slightly more relaxed. You know, we started to get scheduled outdoor time and we started to be able to go to the reception to pick up our meals, to bring them back to eat them in the room. But, you know, it was a very, very different experience to what we're used to and, and to maybe what we expected a little bit. But, you know, in that same breath, we felt really safe. And if you look at kind of those 800 odd athletes and staff there, and a handful of positive cases, which actually turned out to be false positive. You know, as far as a safe event goes, they managed to do that kind of um, in very difficult mm. circumstances. So you had three tournaments in in the space of that month. Uh, Marcus, you were you were like in great form after a few days. And you were sort of laughing and joking about being locked into your hotel room. Were you still in great form three and a half weeks later? Uh, no, definitely, definitely grated on us after a while. You know, we were the lucky ones because, you know, we were actually sharing a room together as we're the same household, whereas I can't even imagine what it was like for the rest of our team and the most of the other athletes that were actually just on their own. It definitely got harder and harder. And for me personally, by the end, I was really, really struggling to stay focused on what we were there to do. Um, I think these all these external factors, if I'm being honest, were, were affecting me quite negatively. But, you know, now I've come back and I... I get to look at it from from home. I sh- you know, I should take a step back and look how lucky I was to actually still be competing because I know everyone here is still completely locked down. So you know, it sounds like a you know, like I'm being really privileged by saying I, I really struggled. Um, so I think sometimes it is important for me to try and step back, look at it from the outside, and realize that I am actually still really lucky to be doing the sport that you know we love to play. And like you said right at the beginning, it's going to be something like this going forward for the next however many months. So it's going to be, have to be something that we adjust to and, and definitely get better at. But I don't think you need to feel guilty at all about feeling like that because I think you know everyone has their own experiences of how we're living at the moment. There's the big picture, but we all have our small pictures. And when our small pictures don't work, then I think you feel, you know, it's right to feel upset or I don't know, how did it affect you? What way did it affect you? I think, you know, the thing for me was just that as I kind of got there the first week, I was doing things like getting up every hour and walking around the room for five minutes. I mean, and that was a very, it was probably like 10 strides one direction, 10 strides another direction. And, you know, as the weeks went on, I kind of just stopped doing that. I'd lay on the bed quite a lot. I sat in the chair a lot. When we went to play and we went to train, it was fine. Um, But I think, you know, the motivation in other parts kind of started to drop a little bit. Um, almost started to like fatigue you in some ways. And that was kind of how I noticed it was affecting me that would be different to the tournaments, obviously. And I think, yeah, like Marcus said, obviously you feel very like you're talking from a privileged position to say that, oh, it was so hard and this was so horrible. And, 
you know, everybody's having their own difficulties, but I guess, you know, it is important to acknowledge that just because other people are having a worse time doesn't mean the things you're handling aren't affecting you negatively. And I think the key thing that I've learned from kind of everything from my career and through sport is that it's okay to struggle at the time, but I think it's it's about having that mindset of how can I make this easier for myself? How can I deal with it better next time? How can I grow from this? So it's fine that by the last week we were maybe mentally a little bit fatigued or you know struggling to focus on the bigger picture. But if we have another situation like that, what are we going to make sure we do to prevent that? And I think that's it. You know, like watching at home, I mean, I don't know if you've seen any of the Australian Open tennis, you know, it's about to start, but they've all been there a couple of weeks already. And like, it's been great fun watching Heather Watson running up and down and creating a track in her bedroom. But that's like the public view, isn't it? And as you said, the private view is is sometimes very different and you've learned lessons. What do you think you've learned from your experience in Bangkok that you can take forward to future tournaments if you think well actually you know wherever they are in the world this may be how it's going to be for the next six months or so uh you know i think for me i i just don't want to feel like that when i'm playing badminton because majority of sports people they started doing the sport because they just loved it um and you know by that it was actually the fourth week um which was the third competition you know i really you know i'd never really felt like that before in my career where it's not that i didn't want to play but i didn't have that real hunger to go out there and want to win you know it felt a little bit like I was going through the motions so for me I, I don't want to feel like that again when I step onto court in a competitive match because I think that's where you know you, your love for the sport can kind of like dwindle because you're like oh is this how I'm going to feel from now on so I mean there's there's plenty of things we can take from the last few weeks but I think for me you know just having gone through it I think next time, I think it will just be easy. It will be easier because, you know, the first time you experience something that's tough, you always find it that much harder. Uh, and I think next time, regardless of what they throw at us, you know, they, I, th- I think we'll find it easier. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think motivation is, I mean, it's a key, isn't it? I want mean, to just think, you're know, hearing you there and thinking about myself. Like last March, I was getting up at half past six and running 5K two or three times a week and, you know, feeling great. Now I'm thinking about it. Like, I'm in bed at eight o'clock still and just getting up like, oh, there's no rush or whatever. And I guess <laughs> it is about that mental motivation, really, or, or you know, how how you get yourself to that place you, you want to be. Yeah. Which is quite an effort. It is. And I think, obviously, in the UK, the weather's played a huge part in that. I think, you know, getting up and running 5K when it was sunny and blue skies was lovely, whereas getting up and running 5K through sleet and snow is just a not, <laughs> not an option. Um you know, I think as far as our competition goes with that, for me, it would be about having some sort of discipline and some sort of structure or plan where I say, you know, these are things that I know make me feel better in those environments, um, whether it's walking around the room or whether it could be just video calling family that I know make me feel in a better mental place. And at the time, I might not want to do it. I might just be like, oh, I want to sit on the bed. But if I've structured that into my week and I've written it down and planned it then I'll stick to it and I think that was something that in the first lockdown when we couldn't get an abandonment court that we did we had a weekly plan um and we were lucky that if you know if I couldn't be bothered one morning Marcus would be like no come on we're doing it this is the plan and, and vice versa but for me that sort of discipline structure routine type approach to things has always really helped and if you do that for five days a week or even just three days a week and you don't do it the other days at least you know that you've done that in a period so I think 
for future tournaments and for potential future lockdowns, uh, that's definitely something I'll stick to. I think that's a great tip just for, for life anyway, isn't it? Getting through this period. So what you talk about future tournaments. Do you know what's coming next? <laughs> well, there is there is a schedule out. They're obviously prioritising events that are going to be Olympic qualification events, which were missed from last year. And if they all do go ahead, we will be quite busy. You know, not just because there's that many tournaments, but certain countries have got quarantine rules, etc. In fact, the next one that we should be playing, which is in Switzerland, they currently have a 10-day quarantine for all UK arrivals. So, you know, for us, that's a really big decision to make as whether to even play it or not, because, you know, to quarantine in a room for 10 days and then go and play, it's actually, you know, we consider it quite dangerous. Dangerous in what way, Marcus? Well, just because, you know, you can't actually leave your room. So any exercise you do will be in your room. Um, and then obviously you're stepping on a badminton court, having not hit for 10 days. So, and for us, that's unheard of. You know, we don't go 10 days without without practicing on court and then, you know, going into a competition where you should be at 100% in every aspect. That's just one example in Switzerland. You know, I think there's maybe six or seven tournaments um, before the middle to end of May that we're going to have to make the same calls on. So, yeah, it's going to it's going to be an interesting period and lots of decisions to make, I think. Yeah. Gosh, mental and physical challenges. Well, good luck yeah. with you both. I'm just going to give you a quick shout out, Lauren. I think, yeah. we, you know, I, I've loved watching your Insta stories from <laughs> Bangkok. I think they've been amazing. You know, you've got a great way of uh, just talking to camera and just bringing, you know, your 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 life and your competitions to the fans. I think it's great. So oh, I'm going to highly you. recommend you. I'm going to put you on there on the five star <laughs> list. So brilliant. That's one of the ways of keeping saying is that I speak to people on Instagram. <laughs> That's one of my things. Brilliant. Well, you're doing very well. Great to see you both and all the best with your decision making in the coming weeks. Cheers, Mark. Thanks, Mark. And we'll catch up with Lauren and Marcus in a few weeks' time. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's Destination Tokyo. A reminder that this podcast comes out every day, Monday to Friday. It lasts about 10 minutes. It's about the Olympics and Paralympics and the stories of the athletes who are hoping to make Tokyo this summer. If you can, then please subscribe. You do that by just going to wherever you get your podcast from and hit the subscribe button. And if you want to leave a review or rating too, that would be much appreciated. Back tomorrow with another edition. Thanks for listening and see you soon. Bye-bye.